meteorologist Malcolm Byron. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, greetings and welcome in. It is Wednesday, May 10th, 2023. Starting out your morning, uh, nice out there. 62 degrees in the capital city. Got a, uh, looks like a, well, I mean, this is what most of them are. Uh, mostly a uh, dry day out there in the capital city. Not a big chance for rain. Did get a, li- a little bit, a little bit yesterday during the uh, course of the day. The skies never really opened up like you saw in some other parts of the state, but got a little bit of something. So, uh, so that's good to see. Uh, and uh, here on LNK Today with Jack and Friends on a Wednesday, you know what that means. It is what chaps your eye Wednesday. This is the day we set aside every week for you to get those things off your chest that drive you crazy, that bug you just a little bit, that may not really, in the scheme of things, be a huge deal. Maybe they are in some cases. Uh, but you don't necessarily want to be going around talking about this all the time because it just makes you seem like an unpleasant person. Well, that rule is on suspension here on LNK Today with Jack and Friends. No judgment here even if you bring up something that may not be that big a deal we talk about it we commiserate commiserate about it we get it out of our system and we become more pleasant people and so we got that going on today the facebook post is up at facebook.com slash lnk today you can also text in your chaps to us right now at the Time recognition text line 402-479-1400 we'll open up the phones a little bit later also on the show today we will talk to john bishop he'll join us on the heels of the nebraska creighton baseball game talk about that a little bit more here in just a second and uh scheduled here from the good people from the good life havesy as they are getting ready for their event now that the lincoln marathon and half marathon is in the books turn the page to the next significant race here in the capital city so busy busy day here on a wednesday uh good morning uh caleb how are you doing today i'm good how are you and uh mark vale in the klin newsroom good morning mark. right here all right let's let's get into it uh i want to start mark with one of the stories that you had there in the newscast and that's some more detail on what happened exactly a couple of days ago with this stabbing that we heard about near Lincoln Northeast High School is at a house across the street from Lincoln Northeast. Uh, as Mark detailed a little bit, and we now know from police, this was very much a domestic situation. Uh, the alleged, uh, the, the person who committed the alleged crime was the stepson of the victim in this case. And from the details that police are giving us, this essentially arose out of a family gathering that was going on and a dispute that came up there and there were some tensions going on there some a fight that almost broke out and then essentially according to lincoln police uh the um the suspect in this case grabbed a steak knife in the house and then stabbed his stepfather who essentially raised him since birth um and and stabbed him in the chest and he died from his injuries resulting from that mark so um just you know just in when you hear that you got that close familial situation going on there um 
it's I you know I don't I don't know what that what that changes or what that adds or or takes away from this whole thing, but I guess it answers some questions about exactly what was happening uh, it, at that point. It answers a few, but I, I think there's a few more questions to be answered. There was a, a couple of different, as I understand it, from um, I have not read the court filings, but from a couple of media reports, there's a couple of different versions of whether the older Mister Kruger uh, actually. Uh, was coming back uh, part of the fight had re-engaged the stepson when the stabbing occurred uh, okay. or whether the stepson initiated that portion of the attack but it was a uh, evidently a fist fight over the younger mr kruger um disciplining or saying something to one of the children it, that was there my so. goodness and so there were children there while this was all happening yeah and and so i guess that leaves open the question of whether or not there's going to be some defense there or not when it comes to uh self-defense um and and uh that's obviously yet to be determined and will be determined in the the proceedings here with this it does you know it it it, it, it we have talked a lot about uh homicide numbers in lincoln and there's been obviously debate going on about uh, why they are up in the last year and now on trend to be up again this current year, and of course that factored largely into the uh, into the mayor's race. And and you know it was it was kind of interesting. I think I th- I think it's I think we can all agree that uh, generally the these are not these are things you want not to have. You want to have fewer and fewer. Any of these is obviously a terrible thing uh, that happens at this point, but. It is interesting to see, you know, to actually delve down, if we're going to have a big conversation about this, to sort of delve down what situations are these happening in, how could they be prevented? If there's a talk about wanting to prevent these, how could these be prevented? Um, and when it's a domestic situation like this, you know, I don't I don't really know what the answer is exactly. Um, and that's what that's what some of these are. And and then there are other ones that are that are different. A lot of times they've got relation uh, relationships to uh, arrangements for for drugs and relationships, business really business. I say in quotes, business relationships that go along with that as well. And so, yeah, I mean, if we if we really want to have a conversation about this um, and and how you actually impact these numbers, it, it'll be an interesting one because something like this, I don't really know i I don't know what you know i don't find lincoln police obviously at 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 fault obviously for for something like this uh but but what is it what when are these when are these things happening what are the circumstances that are allowing these to happen more often i think those are interesting questions right now that that it is worth having a a discussion on that we kind of had one a little bit uh but it was in the context of a political situation here at this point i think though you have to also take into consideration there's very little that can be done in these domestic uh disturbance situations i mean that's what caused the death the only homicide that they've had in omaha was a domestic situation that's where, how, unfortunately, that's how where a lot of these happen. Well, and we've had, from my recollection, this is the first domestic situation here in Lincoln this year. The other ones have been involved in some other type of either criminal activity or yeah, what it, have. It's usually one of those things, though. right? Yeah, so that, that's usually what I, I mean. We I can. Think you, I think you've got to look at them at, at a little bit at two different planes. The the ones uh, that are part that are domestic in in a way. That's uh, outside of the 
the criminal activity, if you will, that right. is taking part in other instances. Right, right. Um, but and it does. It did. This was kind of a discussion that I had with a lot of people too. After you know, after these things were brought up during the mayor's race, and um, there's, I, I think some people are are really concerned about the numbers. But I do also think there's a line. You know, I I, I think that when so many of these uh, are happening with you know existing relationships of some sort whether they're domestic whether they're related like you said to some criminal activity whether there are drug transactions that are going on or something like that 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 usually exists and so i mean this this maybe seems obvious to people but i hear stories like this and it doesn't make me it it makes me say okay yeah we this is not a good you don't want this happening in our community on the other hand it doesn't make me worried my family or i are going outside and we are going to be victims of a homicide essentially and that was one of the disconnects that i think was there i think uh, with a lot of things yes and and drawing that conclusion i think is is a fair one but i do believe that there there's been a rise in other crimes in the city that that we're not hearing as much about i'd be more worried about the the car theft one would be that would be more you know there that would be more lpd's looking for a guy right now that uh, drove up and tried to steal a lady's car here in the last 30 minutes. I heard it on the scanner. Yeah. Like when it, that, that's the, so we do that with homicides. You do it with car thefts and the same questions are asked. Like, when is that happening? How is it happening? How is the opportunity there? Why is it happening? I think those are all questions too about that one as well. And I don't necessarily have the answers on that one. There's a lot of them. So it would require some analysis right. for that to actually happen. So I guess what I'm saying is focusing on the homicides while it's a, it's a crime number that no one likes to see go up that's you're far less likely to be involved in a homicide right. situation than you are some other type of crime right um yeah so and, and anyway that's the latest on that obviously more details in the uh, i believe uh the suspect is hired the public defender um and we'll we'll be hearing more about that going forward uh legislature is going to probably still get going this week on the debate on the new combined bill between the Let Them Grow Act and uh, what what is now an, a modified abortion bill. Obviously, we've covered this a ton throughout the session. Now the news is that these two are combined, and it is a 12-week ban, although Joe Jordan alluded to this a little bit yesterday, Mark. Um, there's now some discussion about whether or not this version of the 12 weeks is different than the 12 weeks that Senator Rippey was offering as an amendment to the original heartbeat bill because of the time the 12 weeks is measured from. And so there's some discussion about that. And, and that simply, I mean, from a practical perspective, that raises questions about whether or not you're going to be able to get the votes this time around for that. Most notably that of Senator Rippey, who is, um, who was the one who was present, not vote well among others, but he was the one who uh, was kind of looked at as the linchpin of that whole thing. And now all the focus, Mark, is kind of on what he's going to do with this and well, where they, he'll be on this thing, which I, I wonder if they go forward with it without even knowing, to be honest. But oh, I'm sure they'll they'll try to find out for sure. Yeah, yeah. But, but there's another hurdle that it's got to clear first before it even gets to that point, and that is the sing- single uh, subject rule. Right, and, and that is uh, Paul Hamill, Hamill with the Nebraska Examiner just dropped a very big uh, article on that. On yeah, I read that. Yeah, and, and it's uh, it's up in the air. Uh, and the the interesting thing about it, though, Mark, is I think people will people who are tend to support the bill will still su- 
support it. I don't think they're going to say, well, you know, I like the idea of both of these things. I just don't like them being combined. I I don't know. I tend to think that you're not going to have senators who are saying that. Um, and then I think perhaps people who oppose either or both of them will use that argument. Sure. But that, I think, will be less likely resolved. Yes, I think you're right. I think they'll discussion on the legislative floor. But the biggest impact of that is going to be if and when this passes, it's going to be it'll probably end up down the road at the Nebraska State Supreme Court uh, on this. And as Paul Hamill's article had indicated, like <laughs> there's not a lot of it feels like there's a lot of questions about even experts not really knowing for sure what the court would do with something like this, because there hasn't been a lot of jurisprudence specifically on legislative matters where this happens. We've seen it more recently and more clearly on a on a ballot initiative on medical marijuana but are there different rules for that will the will the will the court look at that differently keep in mind the sort of political makeup of the court as well and so yeah if it does pass you're right there's going to be a uh, there's going to be a, a legal battle after the fact on this whole thing interesting questions too mark with that is what what happens in terms of injunctions then if they do have that taking some time with the appeal afterward, does the law go on hold until they finish adjudicating that? Um, I mean, those are all questions that will come up with that as well. So even if this does pass, get signed by the governor, you can expect a legal battle after that, and uh, we'll we'll kind of see what happens with that. But, but and, and first we, question now is, are the votes there? And would the governor sign a 12-week ban because he's always pushed that's for the good, heart? That's true. I mean, that's true. Are there going to be people? That's a good point. We talked about that yesterday. Are there going to be people on the more on the pro-life side who say, look, I think it needs to be more strict, and I'm willing not to, you know, not to go with this and act like the work's done and instead get back at going after the more stringent bill that I thought was the right thing to do. So. Yeah, that's a that's a good point too. I and, assume and, he would, but I guess I, I don't know. But I can tell you one thing: if he if he were to veto it, there there wouldn't be an override as tight as this. Yes, is. yeah, yeah. That's a that's that's probably a good point there as well. So uh, those are the some of the things uh, that were catching they, catching they, my attention today. They yep. did they did move some education funding forward yesterday. So yeah, that's uh, that was part uh, that was a big oh. part of uh, the governor's push on property tax relief and education funding. And there so. was some, and, and, and believe it or not, there was some sort of across the aisle, so to speak. There's not really an aisle technically in the Unicam, but kind of some across the aisle agreement on that one, which we yep. really haven't seen much of although it started off my goodness i don't know if you saw or heard about any of the debate at the very beginning of the day yesterday but it was it's getting like pers really personal in there right they're talking they were talking about uh about senators who are you know trying they're being cordial in the hallways and asking about each other's families and they're getting blown off on that and it is just the ratcheting up of everything is Everybody is so annoyed with everyone else right now, or at least across the lines, that that is really coming out on the floor of the legislature. Maybe somebody right put now. forth a, a bill, a anti-annoyance. Oh my goodness. Like, is, is there anybody who's going to be like when the, I suppose if you have a bill that didn't get passed, you're going to wish that the session was still going on. But is there anybody who's going to be like, boy, I'm sure going to miss news of this legislative session <laughs> once it's over? No. I, I mean, I can't. It, It'd be hard to imagine here at this point. And then, uh, real quick, in, in the sports world, God, bases loaded, no outs. And we talked about it yesterday, Caleb. I wanted two runs minimum. Yeah, They got one, and once that happened, 
it, you, you kind of just had a feeling that maybe that was gonna, missed opportunity was going to bite them, and it did for the Huskers. They dropped game one, uh, the resumption of that game that started in Lincoln, but came back during the nightcap. And those bat that you saw a little bit about what uh, what that looks like when those bats get going for Nebraska mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. again, and had a lot of runs, and even the ones they had a lot of hard hit balls that weren't even base hits as well. I mean, they were smacking yeah. them around in that second game. I had a chance to watch a bunch of that one. So looked good. Yeah, that that was frustrating when you're like, okay, everything's going, and Swanson just tagged that ball too. Right. Um, and yeah. that ended up being the only run that they got out of that base. That outfield looks huge. I don't know what it is. Well, but it, it looks, looks huge. bigger than any outfield I've like I've ever seen a game in. I don't it, know what it is. And the wind is always coming in. Yeah. yeah. So so like just. Which then makes it weird the, the way that they have it set up for that to be the, the College World Series site and for them to make it very much where it's like it's hard to hit out of there. Right. I mean, um, it, it but, and, but you still had guys hit homers. That's true. You did. You did, And, and uh, the key hit in the game, Max, and, Max Anderson had this double pretty late in the game when I was watching. And off the bat, I was like, that is gone. In the second game. In the second game, yeah. toward the end of the second game, I was like, that is crushed. I thought it was gone, too. I did. Uh, off the bat, I was 100% sure it was gone, like 10 rows up, probably. <laughs> and it, I couldn't quite tell where it hit. I think it hit the wall. Hit it didn't, the wall. Quite, didn't quite make it over. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if, if Nebraska does get in that Big Ten tournament of, of how you know power has been such a calling card for that team. Will a stadium like that disadvantage them with that? Ooh. Yeah, that that is that is one thing to think about. Um, like if you have somebody in Major League Baseball who's hitting really well out in Colorado, right? But then they go play in St. Louis. Well, right. things are going to travel a little bit differently. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So for Nebraska, even though it is right up the road, just Haymarket Park has played really well for yeah. Nebraska because there's so many times that that wind is blowing across, and you're like, just loft it, and it's going to go out to right field. Into right field, just get it in the air. <laughs> That's all you need to do is get it in the air, and they've. They've done that plenty, and so now Nebraska can focus on these six Big Ten games. And yep, like we said, uh, you know, just don't get a losing record in these, and you're probably looking good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ideally, you, you'd love to do something like five and one in these and get yourself in a top three seed, maybe. Yeah, try try Big to Ten. get yourself the get, top four. That's actually our poll of the week, by the way, where Nebraska may finish out this season in the uh, conference standings. You can vote on that at klin.com. I still think two wins gets them in. Yeah, I think yeah, I feel you I think you definitely feel safe at 500 but two wins I think probably does too, but let's yeah. But I think the big thing is if you are serious about doing some damage in Omaha, getting that win on that first day, huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, get a matchup that's good for you on that exactly. first day and that that's what I think is just because of the the pitching depth situation Very for Nebraska. Much so. So there you go. And uh and yeah, and excitement considering out uh continuing out in Omaha for the state soccer tournament. State soccer well, was so. wild for Lincoln schools Ooh. yesterday. I was uh I was following my Spartans. They had a they had a tense one, but uh, they remain alive, so does uh, Lincoln Southwest and shootouts and overtime are fun. Meet in the in the second round. So the boys and girls I think get going Friday and that's when state baseball gets started. Correct. As well out in Omaha. All right, six twenty seven we'll take a break. It's LNK today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Let Lincoln know if your organization or business is impacted by the latest severe weather. Go under the closings tab and sign up at KLIN.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Meteorologist Malcolm Byron. A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. But first, another reminder, two things, actually. we got uh, what chapter on Wednesday. We're going to get into a half hour from right now, facebook.com slash LNK today, if you want to be involved in the discussion there. Or you can text us, the Rick Stein Recognition text line, 402-479-1400. You know how it works. You tell us what's chapping your hide, and we discuss it. We commiserate about it. We get it out of our systems, and we move on after the segment is over. So we'll have some fun doing that coming up at 710. And don't forget, two days away from Mother's Day, uh, or two days away from Friday, Friday, request on Friday, which is the Mother's Day edition, four days away from Mother's Day. Uh, but on Friday, we will be playing your songs for mom. And so get those requested ASAP. How are we doing on uh, volume so far, Caleb? Are we pretty busy yet on this? Yeah, we got several. I'd say All we right. got a dozen requests. Okay, so far. good. So still time for you to kind of get in prime time of that show by texting in the song that you want to hear uh, for mom. So whether it's relating to uh, the mom in your life, maybe that's actual mom, maybe that's a wife, uh, a grandmother, a mother figure, whatever it might be for you, a song that either reminds you of them, that goes back to a memory of them, whatever it might be, uh, you kind of make the, the call on how to how to interpret this. But we'd love to hear the song you want to hear for Mom's Day. 402-479-1400. You can text those in any time between now and Friday. All right. Let us get into the sound off. Today, a verdict brought down by the jury in Manhattan on a civil suit against former President Donald Trump. In less than three hours, this jury unanimously came to their decision. Remarkably quick, considering that they were considering 10 different questions on this issue of whether or not former President Trump was liable in battery and defamation. This jury unanimously found that former President Trump is liable of battery, more specifically of sexually abusing and forcibly touching E. Jean Carroll in that New York City department store in 1996. They also found him liable for defamation, finding that he maliciously smeared Carol's reputation that did harm to her professionally and personally. And they have asked the court to award Carol with $5 million in damages. The jury did not find Trump liable, though, for rape. Yeah, that was, I mean, <clears throat> it's never good, I, you know, to get a civil judgment against you for $5 million for, for anything. <clears throat> Excuse me. But it was interesting that the jury decided uh, to go with the, the, basically the lesser claim uh, of sexual assault there instead of rape. And it, it, it's, it's odd because the, you know, the, the plaintiff in this case, Eugene Carroll came on and basically presented testimony that she, the claim was that she was raped. Um, and the, there was no evidence produced. The, I mean, the defense didn't put on a case. Trump wasn't there. Um, and so they didn't do that. So the, the decision by the jury essentially was, well, 
we believe you, right? But we believe you only only to an extent here, not the full, basically not on the full charges. Now, mm-hmm. I haven't seen, I'd be interested to see what the jury instructions are, essentially um, what the what the jury saw, if there was an element that for some reason that they didn't think, um, you know, was, was testified to or was believable or whatever that it might have been. It's hard to get your mind inside of what a jury is thinking on a case like that, but that was... That was one odd thing about that, and I saw Trump's attorney uh, really focused on that when he did a little impromptu press conference outside of the court. Now, uh, Trump's not paying anything anytime soon. It was $5 million were the damages in this, but there will be an appellate process. Uh, yes, they will go forward without a doubt, and they will appeal this. How successful that'll be, you know, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to guess their basis for appeal on this will be the admission of evidence, the admission of certain evidence for the plaintiff's case. So the admission of the Access Hollywood tape, probably the admission, too, of testimony of some other women who are making accusations against Trump in situations that were separate for this, essentially what in the legal world you call testimony about prior bad acts. And should that have been in there? Um, I don't know... I mean, my guess is it's going to be a little harder to win on an appeal, too, though, when you didn't put up a case, right, to counter to counter, uh, counter exactly the allegations that were being, being made by the plaintiff at that time. Uh, but we'll see. So it's going to be a while until, uh, until, if at all, any checks are going to be written on this thing. And look, I mean, you don't need me to go into the political ramifications of, of this whole thing, the it's going to make the people that don't like him not like him more. It's going to make the people that like him continue to like him, I think. And <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe there's uh, maybe on the very fringes of that, that that changes. But listen, we've all been through this long enough to know how this works exactly, right? I don't think there really are fringes. I think it's either it's your guy or it's not. It's, and, and that's kind of where when when you see a result come in and you say, if if it goes against Trump, and you're you're a Trump person, you're well. That's unfair. If you're an anti-Trump person, you go good. Like that. That's just what it is. And if it goes the other way, if you're a pro-Trump person and and he gets a ruling in his favor, you're like good. And if you're on the other side, you say it's unfair. Can you imagine though any other world where in a in a primary when you're in the middle of a primary for an office in this case the president and you there's a group of people who are running against each other already campaigning right already kind of fighting the the PR war on this whole thing can you imagine any in any other election republican democrat anything else where something like this goes down and happens and the other candidates are not just falling all over themselves getting out there to talk about it I mean, just, just right away saying, right, "Look at this! Look at this! Just, look at just this!" Hammering that thing, and I didn't, I didn't hear much of that yet. I mean, I heard, uh, I think Asa Hutchinson came out and he had a pretty strong statement right after, right after the fact. But it just goes to show you what a wildly, and it just goes to show you nobody's going to beat him. Like, no. no, none of these, none of these people are going to beat if the, if you are unable, if you don't think this is, if you don't think this is the ticket to making up some ground in this thing i don't know where you're finding it exactly right you're already down like you are at this point no you are you are saying this is something that i think we've talked about before you are simply in this race 
to lose to Trump yes. and set yourself up for future races. I, like, that's it. I guess like, so. Because like, you're not going to come out and swing against him if you're not going to use that. It, it, whether, whether it was fair or unfair, wherever you fall on what the ruling was, if those, if those other candidates do not use that against Trump, they are not in good faith actually trying to win the nomination. Right. Yeah. Um, like uh, Vivek uh, Ramaswamy, he came in and he he basically said that he thought the verdict might have been different if the defendant had been someone other than Trump. Uh, Mike Pence didn't didn't say anything about this thing. It was uh, Asa Hutchinson, as far as I've seen. Now somebody can tell me if I missed others, but Asa Hutchinson was the only one where um, he he uh, really went. I mean, he called. Call after the verdict said calling Trump's uh, sexual abuse of Eugene Carroll indefensible, and so he he kind of went off, but nobody else really did. After all of that, uh, all right. News in the healthcare world. Uh, you know they they keep adjusting. They don't keep doing this. They've done a few notable ones. So adjusting like the ages that have been the standard for getting certain tests and work done. And I know for for uh, the one that I know about now is colonoscopies is they moved those you're supposed to get them now when you're 45 i think there's billboards that are up about it oh you're supposed to get them when you're 45 instead of 50 instead of later down the are road there billboards so. now I, I didn't know there were any available the, the last yeah that's true I, I just saw one recently <laughs> it reminded me that i'm going to be getting one of these a little bit later Uh-oh. in the year for the first time uh but also one that that impacts women and some changes to the times and recommendations when it comes to mammograms the u.s preventive services task force issuing a draft recommendation that women get every other year mammograms at age 40 instead of waiting until age 50. As long said, women can choose to get screened as young as 40 with a stronger recommendation for exams every two years from age 50 through 74. If the draft proposal is finalized, it would mark a shift in the panel's guidelines, though it's not likely to end confusion. Other health groups differ over when and how often to screen. The draft recommendation applies to women at average risk of breast cancer, but not those at very high risk due to certain genetic or other factors. Lisa Lacera, Fox News. Yeah, they've been. And, and, and like, and, and then an example of one that's gone the other way is is prostate checks. They've they've moved back now. Oh, okay. late, later in in years, but I think the bottom line is all of these procedures uh, important, good to get done. You're going to have the chance of identifying something because before it becomes something that's a lot more significant of a problem. Not the most pleasant things have on your calendar, though. <laughs> I think any of the ones that I mentioned mostly. Not that I can tell you anything about mammograms, but from what I've heard. Right? Uh, yeah. So, But still, definitely a good thing to do. Uh, news in the media world yesterday. I did not igno- know that this entity still existed, even though it was one that was significant in my youth. But changes at Paramount yesterday, where they're cutting back on some things, including... MTV's news department. I had no idea MTV's news department was still a thing. It is no longer. Paramount plans to slash 25% of its domestic cable network staff and shut down MTV News. Multiple media sources report Paramount announced the moves by memo as it tries to reduce costs for the Showtime MTV merger. MTV News will close this week after 36 years on the air. Among its most notable moments came during a 1994 town hall when an audience member asked former President Bill Clinton this question live on the air. Mr. President, the world's dying to know, is it boxers or briefs? His answer, 
usually briefs. Carmen Roberts, Fox News. Just another media outlet shuttering their newsroom. And, uh, well, okay, a couple of things about that. I mean, if you're of a certain age, if you're about my age, the Kurt Loder, Tabitha Sorin, all those, the, they would come up during commercial breaks on MTV, and they would just ha- it would just be this 60-second thing, but... Like, it was always just music news, concert news, and all those sorts of things. I didn't even things. know MTV News was a yeah, thing. Yeah, but they also broke the news. The The thing that most people of my age remember is MTV News on one of those updates broke the news of the death of Kurt Cobain. Oh, wow. Of Nirvana. And that's how a ton of people found out about it. It was obviously pre-internet and... You know, it was during the after. I remember the day. It's you know during the afternoon. It was in April and came up. But we just you know we just usually had it on MTV on in the in the afternoon at that time when when we were home. And I think a lot of people roughly of that age found out that news live from MTV News at that time. Wow. Also, the boxers are. That's how. Isn't that out? That's outdated now, right? Everybody. Everybody doesn't wear either of those. They wear boxer briefs now, right? Is that? I mean, I'm sorry to ask a personal question here, but the advent of boxer briefs, 1992, they weren't everywhere at that point. Things changed shortly after that. Technology. It's not not even an interesting question anymore. (laughs) It is is far and away become the superior, as far as I care, uh, superior option in, in men's underwear. There was a time though everybody was wearing those wearing just like boxers like loose boxers and that was a choice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what the yeah. All right, I don't want to get into too much detail here. Hey. Uh if you uh if you get the uh the new versions of Windows that are coming out, you may see a new feature in them. Hey, Microsoft said we could uh we could maybe monetize this a little bit more than we are. And so you're going to see some ads in your Windows. An advanced testing copy of a coming update to Windows 11 shows advertising included into the design of the operating system's start menu. So far, the ads have only been for Microsoft's other products like OneDrive and Microsoft 365. But there's no word from Microsoft if they would sell ad space to other companies or if users can opt out. Most users of Windows pay for their copy of it to run on their computer. The revelation comes after Microsoft announces it will end support in a couple of years for Windows 10. Eben Brown, Fox News. Um, it, it, it is interesting how ads sort of integrate onto these products now like this. For instance, if you've ever bought, uh, maybe you've done this, Caleb, ever bought one of those really cheap Amazon uh, Fire tablets, they have the, uh, that's all they are, is it's just rotating ads mm-hmm. on the front of it constantly. Or my Kindle, for instance, that I read on, it's always trying to sell me a book during the screensaver on yeah. it constantly with that whole thing. So it's not obviously out of the ordinary here at this right. point. But. I would be I would be interested to see what it looks like. Like where, where exactly, like I know this on the start menu, but like what exactly right. does that look like? Yeah. And then if you do sell that ad space, um... How is that being fed? Uh, do you have? Is it just every time that updates come down, as well as if you, if it's an opt in opt out thing? And is it well, target? Is it going to be one of those weird things that it seems to know what you're thinking about? Well, not <laughs> just that, but on the if you're trying to opt out, is it now going to become subscription based to have yeah. an ad free Windows right. experience? Right. Yeah. Or will it come up on, see, the biggest place that you see it, I think, is like screensavers, essentially, mm-hmm. on those tablets that I was talking about, or right, the Kindles yeah. that you see. It. Or even if you've got a like a, a Roku uh, or something like that, the screensavers 
won't advertise products usually, but they will advertise shows. The the feet the background. Or like if you stay theme. on Netflix or something like that. Yep. Yeah. It'll it'll do that as well. Uh all right. A couple other ones that I want to get to here before we wrap this up. Uh <laughs> Dolly Parton. So uh who who would have thunk that one of the biggest, most talked about album releases of 2023 was going to be none other than Dolly Parton, but she has decided this November to release like a four vinyl set, or I'm, I assume it still comes out on CD and things like that, but everybody's into vinyl now, a four vinyl set with like 30 tracks on it as her first quote rock and roll album, and it got a bunch of buzz yesterday, mainly because the the amount and the the variety of all stars she was able to pull off for this. Dolly Parton revealed all the details surrounding her first ever rock album, Rockstar, including a thirty song track list and dozens of celebrity guests, when I find myself. including Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr, who joined her for a cover of the Beatles' "Let It Be." Dolly goes for the metalheads with bygones, featuring Judas Priest, Rob Halford, <laughs> and Motley Crue members Nikki Six and John Five. She rocks out with Joan Jett on I Hate Myself for Loving You. The first single from the album, World on Fire, drops Thursday, following Parton's co-hosting stint with Garth Brooks for the Academy of Country Music Awards on Amazon Prime. Michelle Polino, Fox Which, News. Which, by the friend, our colleague Brooke over at B1073 and the morning show there is going to be doing the voiceover if you watch that. You're going to hear her voice announcing nominees and, and all of those sorts of things. Yeah, the list is crazy. Like, they only touched on like an eighth of the list she's got one with kid rock she's got one with i don't even remember oh she does purple rain point. she has she has purple rain obviously not with prince but right. she does purple rain uh, uh gets uh peter frampton on baby i yes. love your way everyone it is everyone that she's got for this whole thing gets a little elton on there yeah lizzo yeah, yeah. wait wait lizzo with dolly doing stairway to heaven <laughs> I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think she's doing Freebird with some of the members of Leonard Skinner. Yep. I think that's on there. Yep. It is. It, it, I mean, it's tons of covers. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm curious. I'd definitely be curious. I'm going to listen to I don't it. know if I can do the full four vinyl. That would probably cost 80 bucks, but. Make it happen. I'll bring some drinks over. We'll just let it play. <laughs> okay, let it play. <laughs> uh, all right, and then we'll finish with this for you dog lovers out there. There's a new dog champion. The Westminster Dog Show crowned its winner last night. Which breed won? A little guy named Buddy Holly has won himself best in show. Buddy is a petite Besson Griffon Vandion, described by the Westminster folks as a French hound breed with naturally rough, wiry coat and an outgoing, active, and independent personality. They're also called PBGVs, and as far as popularity, the American Kennel Club says they're the 154th most prevalent pure breed in the country. The Westminster so champ, named for the late rock and roll star Buddy Holly, because his breeder says he's a buddy. He came out ahead of 2,500 other dogs to get the title. Jill Nato, Fox News. There you go. So pick up, consider picking up this next time you need a dog. All right, it's 6.55. It's LNK Today with Jack and Friends. We're going to talk with Cop Officer Chad's in next on KLIN. They done it. And now LPT needs your help. Crime Stoppers on LNK Today. 
All right, 657 LNK today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. Officer Chad in the house with us. Are you getting the new Dolly album? I, you know, out. I had heard about it, and yeah. some of the clips you guys played, yeah. I'm interested. I've, I've I been want to hear that's Stairway a good way to, to describe it. Let's yeah. see it. Well, I think I probably asked you this before. Do you guys, you do you, can you listen to music? Can you listen to the radio Absolutely. when you're in your squad car? Yeah. Okay. Long, as long as you answer the police radio, you can listen to anything you want in your car. Really? Yeah. Okay. Do you usually go with music, or do you go oh, with something totally. else? You do? I, I, no offense, I can't handle talk radio Jeez, for eight hurtful. hours at a time. Sorry. Um, no, you're just you bumping would. NWO. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> probably not. No, I'm a '80s hair band, metal, country kind of guy. Huh, interesting. So right. yeah, I'm I'm down for the Dolly Box set. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, what's happening in Crime Stoppers this week? Oh, how about we talk about some threats? Uh, the threats we're talking about happened at a drugstore outside or here in Lincoln. Um, male and female were walking out of the store. They made some threats to a passerby left in a red sedan. The interesting thing is the female has some tattoos on her wet forearm that should be pretty easily identified. Uh, the next one is those annoying porch pirates are at it again. Uh, we got some pretty good pictures of two males that took a package or several package thefts in the area of 13th and F Street. Um, there's one where we got a full-on face view and a really interesting shirt. Should be, again, pretty easily identified. All right. Yeah, you got good pictures on that. If they would, uh, you know, there are certainly, obviously, you don't know what you're getting when you do that. <laughs> no. Like, there's, I have such specialty weird things that I'm buying sometimes. They're like, You know, a week ago, I had a set of four tires delivered, yeah. and last night, it was the flavor bars for my grill. Right. So, yeah, got, it, yeah. it's like package we get, roulette. Uh, we've been getting, like, these things that you can freeze yogurt on so your dog can lick. I'm like, enjoy that. All right. Real, oh, don't tell my wife about these. Oh, we'll be yes. doing that tonight. Yeah, lick pads or something. Then it helps. It helps keep him under control during meals. So, oh, I'll, I'll okay. send her a link. No, please don't. <laughs> All right, thank you, Chad. I thank appreciate it. Uh, what Chap Chad Wednesday is coming up next? Be involved. Give us a text at four zero two four seven nine fourteen hundred or a call in a little bit. Seven o'clock. Kli Lincoln. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. That's a quick check of your time saver traffic. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O, morning radio for the entire capital city. This is Alan K. Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. It's time to get it off your chest with What Chaps Your Hide Wednesday. Call or text the Rick Stein Recognition Hotline at 402-479-1400 to tell us what's chapping your hide. All right, the opportunity is here. Don't squander it. 
Phone lines are already lighting up, but uh, there'll be room for you. You can also just text if you'd rather do that at 402-479-1400. And there's the Facebook page, facebook.com slash LNK today. But since we already have calls, we're going to go right away to those. Lead off for us today is Mike. Good morning, Mike. What's on your mind on what this, what chaps your eye Wednesday? Hey, you know, guys, uh, you watch the news every night. You see Lincoln, one of Lincoln's favorite weathermen, Rusty, talking about these beautiful greens and blues and reds and white flashes all over. And then it gets to Lincoln, and we get nothing. <laughs> no rain, no anything. And I, I think, Jack, last year, two years ago, you had to break the curse. Yeah. I think we got to do the break the dome. <laughs> get, get, get Ken Dewey, get Ken Shimmick, get Rusty. <laughs> and either we can, you know, ask him questions or throw stones at him or eggs or something, you know? I don't know what's going on. Guys. Some, kind of a, rain. some kind of a ceremonial uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, something or other to actually puncture Never. the dome. I agree. Exactly. I agree. Oh, I, 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 how many times? Sunday night was the best example of this. You watch the oh. radar. You watch the radar, and you're oh. like, "There's no way this is missing us." It <laughs> looks like a freight train coming west to east across the state of Nebraska, right down I-80. And what yeah. do you know, Mike? Right about it gets to about York, and you start to see it, and oh. you're like, "Oh, here we go! Yeah. It's splitting maybe like even, the Red Sea." Yeah. Well, it, didn't Raymond? Didn't Raymond have reports of tennis ball size hail? Uh, I, I'm not sure. I don't know if that's true, but if so, my goodness. I know we need. Please, you do, please. what? Those little, those that little, uh, those little drips and drops yesterday afternoon weren't enough for you. Look, no, <laughs> in, on a new wash car, that's great. You know. <laughs> All right, Mike. I'll look into it. I appreciate I've, the. I've got the, I've got. I've got the answer. What's that? Lincoln is so political that when the weather gets here, it either turns right or it turns left. That's exactly. That's exactly right, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Yesterday I saw that coming and I was like, this will be interesting. And I don't know what we got yesterday. Probably another. 500s. Oh, 500s. Half what we got Sunday. Ooh. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is. It's ridiculous. And then you see the statewide maps and it's just like, and it's like Hebron, 2.7 inches, right? Beatrice, 1.5. Go all over the place. All over the place, they got a bunch of it. But here, how often do you have to no. mow the yard at your uh, Beatrice Palace? Uh, yeah, that's every half hour. Yeah, it's very busy every half hour. We just, I, actually, I just finish, and I actually have someone who just stays there, and they're perpetually mowing oh, there at Beatrice. Okay. Anytime that it's not raining, they're out there mowing. All right, four zero two four seven nine fourteen hundred. If you want to get in on what chaps your eye, here is your chance. Debbie wants to, and she's next. Good morning, Debbie. What's on your mind? Good morning, gentlemen. First off, I was lucky Sunday night. I got a half an inch of rain Ooh. out here on my acreage, and I'm just at the edge of town. That's because you're just getting the corners of the dome, then a little bit more gets through there, yes. I believe. Yes. I think you're probably right. All right. But that's not why I'm calling. Okay. I'm calling because, you know, I don't eat a whole lot of bread, um, so I need to make sure it stays fresh. And have you noticed those little squares, those plastic squares that they have for the um, keepers <laughs> on the bread? I can never get those things to work. I can't. They break off. They. I can never get all the plastic back in the in the little notch on the plastic. Oh, you just tab. mean like the the tab at the top, right? That's right. That, were you, yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 They're, they're almost impossible for me. Maybe I don't know. So 
I like those twisty ties. So you know what I do? I solve my problem. How's I'm that? a problem solver, Jack. Okay. You know what I did? What? I I go to the vegetable area there <laughs> at the grocery store, and I'll put maybe, you know, a couple of avocados in the plastic bag, and then I'll get three or four of those green <laughs> twisty ties, put them on there, so then I have some extra twisty ties to put on my bread wrapper. Are you breaking? Hold I, on. What's happening uh, with the plastic tabs? Are you breaking them when you try and take them off? What's going on exactly? Not necessarily. They bend. It's just that I can never get the entire amount of plastic wrap of the bread back in there to keep the <laughs> bread fresh. I don't know what it is. Oh, I see. It's sometimes it's it, not tight enough. I got you. Okay. Yeah, sometimes it breaks off. Sometimes it just bends, but it, I can never get all of the plastic wrap back in there. I don't know if you've ever noticed that. Maybe you get bread that has the twisty ties. I hate those plastic tabs. I think tabs. I get the plastic tabs. Actually, now that I think of it, I don't know exactly. I just assume. Or what probably usually happens, Debbie, is I take it off the first time I get it, and it gets thrown away or something like that. And then I just do the thing where I just twist it. I just hold it up, and I twist it really <laughs> do quick. Do the 80-mile-an-hour yeah, spin. do the 80-mile-an-hour twist. Uh-huh. And then, yeah, that's – I don't know how that works, but I think that's usually how I end up doing this. But Yeah, but if there's there's four in your family, and I don't have that many in that's mine true. at the house. So you eat a lot. That's true. goes a lot faster. That's so. true. Not as this fast as the milk. Problem. Not as fast as the milk. That's ridiculous. <laughs> <Okay. Yeah. laughs> that is okay. ridiculous. All right. Thank All you, right. Debbie. I appreciate All it. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's when uh, when I've got a uh, college student who doesn't live in my house again next fall. I I mean I don't know what we're going to do with this infusion of money that's going to milk. Yeah, how much regularly? How much I mean, milk are you not going to have to buy all of a sudden? Uh, I mean we're not. It's it's not far from a gallon every two days. And there's a little bit like others will like, you know my daughter will drink, have a little and we'll you know you know baking or something you might use some mm-hmm. or somebody eating cereal but it's primarily one person in, yeah in the household I remember those days yeah were you a, were you a big hammer and milk you seem like somebody's hammer and milk I would eat like four bowls of cereal before school yeah. Just, just that, it's, and then you come home, and what's the first thing you do? Is uh, you just st- go grab the gallon of milk. Yeah. Don't even pour a glass. Yeah, no, never. It, it's going straight out of the container. Never standing in front of the fridge <laughs> with it open. Always first thing when you walk in the door. Every time, just stand in front of the fridge. And, and now that I'm an adult, disgusting. Now that I'm an adult, I've got. I'll just have like a little Gatorade bottle next to the bed, and it's like, oh, middle of the night. Oh, you're a little thirsty. Okay, yeah, take a little drink of water, right? Not yeah, milk. Yeah, water. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, water. <laughs> not not sixteen year old me. Sixteen year old me walked downstairs, shorts, no shirt. The only light that's illuminating the entire kitchen is coming right out of that fridge. Thank you, milk. Back to bed. Gross. That's gross. Milk is your thirsty in the middle of the night. So weird. You. I'm uh, not gonna dirty a glass. It's two in the morning. I'm not washing this. All right. Uh, you have the text line open. You said we did. I think we have just like one or two on the text um, line. Yeah, we will got you, a couple. Will, will of you share on the text those, line. please? All right, let's get if they're worth sharing over here. Uh, Coach A says the fact that I bought gas in Omaha on Sunday Uh-oh. evening for two ninety four a gallon. What? Yeah, in Lincoln, it's forty to fifty cents a gallon. Two ninety four. I'm in Where? Omaha every Sunday for work, and the prices there are always significantly cheaper. Mark two ninety four sounds fake. That that's that's, that sounds like it might have been e eighty five. May I don't know, but Coach A is going to need to share his uh, his special gas area there for for Omaha. Probably really? one of the uh, um, 
clubs. Yeah, we got. Yeah, I don't know what they are here for those, but so I don't think 30, they're that low. The other day they were forty cents cheaper. Okay, I got to remember that. I'm, I'm paying for that <laughs> membership. What I, I don't, I never think of. Yeah, using why aren't it. you actually using it? I don't know. I should. I definitely should. All right, we have another one on the text line. Uh, we got several actually. Midtown Dave says that Donnie Blue has not called in with his retirement farewell message. <laughs> but I'm good. Listen, we still got another month. We got another month plus. I think Donnie Blue will probably make it on here for one last one. Uh, Jason says, when you're having a work meeting, making some decisions and someone else has their laptop open, obviously doing something else, then later on they ask, hey, what did we decide about this? <laughs> yeah, or their phone, or their or their Apple Watch, or any of those things. Yeah. Yep, yep. Chris Lofgren in the studio. Chris, what do you got for hey, us? Just a note on that gas price. One of the things that has caught me by surprise is... The cash price as a part, uh, or the alternative is the credit card price. Right. And you run it. Sometimes I don't see, yeah, cash price, but I was planning to use my card. And it's oh, like, and it was actually more than what oh, yeah. was listed. Yeah. Really? So that, that can throw people off. All right. But what chaps my hide, and I don't do this very often, no. as you guys know. So Let us have it, this one's kind of This one's kind of up there, but it's springtime, and what are we seeing? All these electric scooters that are just scattered throughout the neighborhood. I can't believe it. It's like you're the neighbor down the street that doesn't pick up all their kids' toys and stuff like that. It's just random scooters. They're on corners. They're in the middle of the sidewalk. They're everywhere. And I don't know how soon they're supposed to be picking these things up, I thought but these they were don't only do downtown. a very good job. I thought these were only downtown, right? They're I'm supposed the, to be. I'm in the near south neighborhood, which is yeah. closer to downtown yeah. than most of you guys, but... It is so annoying. Really? Yes. Interesting. Unbelievable. Okay, let's keep us so updated on that. They need to uh, to recalibrate their pickup times for these scooters. Because otherwise they're just laying around on they're the They're just laying around just anywhere. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's not I cool. really thought your chap was going to be that it's motorcycle season. Look once and look again. <laughs> <laughs> not, a, not a bad idea, though. Thank <laughs> you, bright, Caleb. The yeah. sunrises are going to be getting brighter, too, and earlier in the yes, coming sir, weeks. Yes, yeah. sir. Be careful. Of, we're be, seeing deer speaking, move through the area. Speaking of motorcycles, though. Yeah. Uh, when you're mowing, when you blow the grass out onto the street, it creates quite an issue for motorcycles. It can. Yep. Right? That's that moisture and and grass on the road. Yep. Very All good. Right. Thank, Thank you. you Chris. I, I feel a lot better I'll now. I'll be Thank watching for that cash credit card price. <laughs> Another little tip there from Chris Lofgren. Full service, uh, like the gas station itself. Uh, all right. Okay. Apparently, someone put the bat signal out, so it didn't take long. <laughs> but Donnie Blue on command has uh, called in, and uh, with a with a month left, uh, how's the senioritis going, Donnie Blue? Oh, it's bad. It's <laughs> real bad. <laughs> Did you? It's it's like it's like that kind of summer heat when you're trying to wear only boxers. You know what I mean. <laughs> uh, how how are you? Uh, how are you enjoying your last uh, your last month here uh, or so of uh, of work as the chancellor? Well, I'm doing good. I'm you know I'm trying to push through some pretty important stuff still before I go like. You know, getting myself a bobblehead or some kind of reformulation like Herbie Husker type deal for commemoration and all that. But we'll see how it goes. You know, things turn slow over at the university. So. <laughs> That's good. That's good. All right. Well, it's good. I'm glad you made an appearance. You got a lot of fans here uh, on What Chap Chad Wednesday. 
Yeah, I want to thank Nebraska for all the welcoming and warmthness you've shown us over the years. We're just going to retire and eat some Mississippi pound cake and all that. <laughs> you know, and so on and so forth. And uh, I figure uh, if I could be like Ted Carter and his, and his motorcycle there, I'm just going to do a has-been and ride a Segway on out of town. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Donnie. Uh, uh, why don't you take a scooter or two with you? Yeah, there yeah. you go. That would be that would be good too. <laughs> like somebody put the bat signal up from him. Oh, of course. That's good. That's good. Uh, back to the Rickside Recognition text line. Chicken Rich says possums. I hate possums. Twice Ooh. they have dug up all my tomato plants. I hate ugly, vile, giant rat possums. Are the are the foxes and coyotes not controlling them? Do foxes control possums? I guess I don't oh, even yeah. know if that's good. Does yeah. it? Do they? Yeah. See? But possums are really pretty good for the environment. They eat ticks and, oh, really? and bugs. A lot of ticks. Oh. And they are immune to um, snake bites. Really? Yeah. So I'm, I'm not sure how that helps any of us, but cool. I mean, they... You know, clean up some stuff. There you go. No, I mean the snake bite part, oh. but yeah. Well, I, actually, that's how... Uh, 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 snake venom uh, uh, antidotes were ba- uh, really created. You know what? Thank you, possum. Now tell me the value of Canada geese. Yeah, they're they're delicious. <laughs> that, okay, that 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 could be that that, that could be of interest to me. Uh, Moshpit Chad says finding white perch in my favorite local lake, Yankee Hill. Those things take over and ruin lakes. R.I.P. to good fishing. Oh. That's I I don't know much about fishing, so is that a bad thing, Caleb? I don't have a lot of experience with white perch. Okay. Like we just didn't have a whole lot of that in central Nebraska. All right. Um Scott Not Molly says can confirm the differences are that extreme on the uh, gas prices. Oh, okay. All uh, right. Trent said it was a two eighty eight at La Vista Costco yesterday. Two eighty eight? I might have to go up and watch my uh, Lincoln East Spartans in state soccer or state baseball just to save some money in gas. Up there in Omaha at this point. I would actually be losing money if I didn't go. <laughs> That's a good way to look at that. Okay. Jeez. Jack Mitchell here for Black Friday deals. You're actually losing money by not That's taking like, advantage. That's like 60 cents a gallon different than what I'm getting it here. Uh, Dave says laughing at the milk conversation as I'm heading to the store because the gallon was wiped out overnight. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I get it. Uh, real quick, uh, some Facebook ones before we take a break. Uh, Brenda says, cheap one-ply toilet paper chaps my hide, Figurative, figuratively and literally. Come on, businesses, do better. I it was it was a couple of months ago. I was trying to be the the financial savior of my family. You didn't, and That's a mistake, I and sir. but I saw the prices of the premium st- of the Charmin oh. with the the uh, butt wiping bears on the front and uh, and uh, and the, all of the really premium quilted products where they actually have uh, famous quilters quilt the toilet paper and it's like it's like nineteen bucks for six rolls and it's ridiculous. So. I said, you know what? I'm going to save this family some money. We got a kid put through college, right? All I got so much blowback, and I bought a lot of toilet paper at that price, and it, I'm still living it down. So you, Garage Band's looking for a name. Butt wiping bears is still available. That's the good. What is wrong with those bears? They are really open <laughs> about their situation. And uh, you are now providing the world with extra chapping capability. There you Literally, go. yeah. All right. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't get to all your Facebook ones. If you can keep the conversation going there, you guys are they're deba- debating illegal immigration on the Facebook page. So we'll and figure that out. And roundabouts, believe it or not. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. All right, let's count down the things that people are going to be talking about today. Today, excuse me, starting with... Number five. A couple of women in town received similar scam calls uh, identified as Lincoln police. One even had a caller ID, which is uh, obviously it yeah. was uh, faked. It was the police non-emergency number. Uh, they were told to go to uh, Hy-Vee and get $14,000 worth of uh, money orders or face arrest. Uh, the other one said she had to use Apple Pay or Zillow to uh, pay um, a, fi- a, a fine and they were both scams. Neither one lost anything. They, uh, you know, checked with police and that type of thing just continues to surface every now and then. So there's also, Mark, it, it's interesting that they were able to use the, the police number because there's been a couple of national stories about uh, prank calls where I think there was one involving the governor of South Dakota, uh, that number being duplicated, and one with... Uh, one that involved Alex Jones recently as well. Yep. And there's this there's a website that's out there now that allows or an app or you know something. I don't I haven't used it, but it allows you to make it look like if you know the number you want to appear to be using when you call someone, it'll allow you to do that. So the number looks legit when it's when it's called. It doesn't look like one of those random numbers from Bridgeport, Nebraska or something that we all get right. all of the time. Which is also <laughs> A fake uh, callback, which number. is also a fake. Yeah, that's true. It's also a fake number, but it'll show up, especially if you have the name in your phone, right? It really looks yeah. like that person is is calling you here at that point, and that's that's a new that's a new technique that's being used not only for pranks but just for scams like this as well. And they use that four four one number, which is an LPD number, it's a city number if it begins with four four one. So be aware of that. Like just because the call is now coming in as someone you know or a number you recognize. Now that's not that's not even for sure meaning that it's the it's the person who says who it purports to be on the phone. I'm I'm forever going to go with if I don't have the number saved as a contact and I see it pop up even if it says Lincoln I'm most likely not answering it if it's a business trying to get a hold of me because of uh, my dog's getting a uh, uh, getting groomed and I'm pretty sure I know the place if I don't have that number and it's not showing up who it is, but it just says Lincoln, I'm not answering it. Yeah. They can leave a voicemail, or if it's someone who someone who has my number, they can leave a voicemail or they can text me, and I'll get right back to them. But I'm not answering those numbers. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and now, the problem is, they may be able to now look like somebody who is in your... It, it is listed with a name with this technology that they've got now. But nonetheless, it is why, honestly... 
I don't know if this is a possible thought. People have varying opinions on this, but like a lot of those things, like the dentist will call and confirm an appointment that I've got, right? right. And other doctors will text mm-hmm. to do that. Don't call and do that. I mean, I don't know. Maybe people disagree with this, but seriously, don't call and do that. Just send me a text. I enjoy you, the text. I know you've got it. So you, much. you should. You probably have an automated text system where you can just call and say, "Say yes to confirm." That's it. For that, for things like confirming appointments and co- reminding you of appointments, please text. Don't call. I get confirmations for my haircut via text. Yeah, yeah. All we we have all of those, but there are still there are some things. And look, there are definitely some things where a phone call is makes more sense than a text. Uh, usually in sort of relationships that you've already got, but don't, don't call when a text when a text is really probably the better way to do it. Unless you're you're trying to get information or like to reschedule, you know, your doctor. That's all true. Of, yeah, you know, and going back and forth with texting sometimes although, can be a real pain. Although on that, like. Now, if there's not a if there's not a way, this is also probably something people disagree with. But if you're a anything that you make an appointment for, if I can't make that online, I get really frustrated. Now, <laughs> if I can't sit down, because how many times does somebody call you and want to make an appointment for something, and you're driving and you're like, I have no idea, right? If I can make that now, could you just? And it's usually just like, can you just email me? Can you just? Because when I'm making an appointment, I want to be sitting down with my calendar. I don't want to be doing that over phone either. Um, because so it's on our cell phones, and very frequently we're doing something else where you just don't have access to a calendar there. You're driving and you're on your cell phone, huh? Hmm, boy, I wonder who talks about that kind of stuff. <laughs> well, <laughs> Distracted driving? Well, maybe? yeah, but I mean, I'm not on it. I, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. It, it forces you to do it. Right. If you're, you're right. If, if you're doing that. Some things are better with emails and texts. It doesn't mean I'm devaluing the human conversation, but there are some things that it does work better for in 2023. And people who won't go with that frustrate me sometimes. (laughs) Number four. A legislative proposal that would provide $1,500 per student in foundation aid and help over 80% of the special education costs moved a step forward yesterday in the unicameral. Uh, It would represent Nebraska's largest state investment in K-12 through education since state aid was created back in 1990. Yeah. This was a proposal that uh, Governor Pillen was strongly behind. Uh, Mark, not only that, 43-0 vote to move it on to the final round of debate here. After all of this at each other's throats, including that very morning, senators going after each other for not being nice enough to each other in the hallways of the state capitol during the session they all at one point have put their hands together and at least voted to advance this thing to final reading on a on a spending issue on an education issue what's happening with this it's just it's 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 such a change of pace on this thing and this has been even when the governor came out with this at the beginning, you know, he talked about this in his campaign when he unveiled it and talked about it at the beginning of the session. He got a lot of he got some kudos from senators who have been opposed to him on almost everything else. I thought as well. So it, it's interesting. The uh, this new spending comes from a one billion dollar education future fund that's part of separate budget bills. At that, with a with a revenue lid. Um. 
and you know the there's it, it would be the largest state investment in K through 12 education since uh, state aid education was created in 1990. And it looks, I mean, it looks like it's going to pass here. Uh, yeah, I, I would barring assume something so. completely and, changing, and uh, probably the biggest move on reducing property taxes, uh, especially in rural areas. Right, right. But I mean, you've got you've got rural senators applauding this thing and and saying it's a good thing. You've got you know Danielle Conrad, uh, urban senator on on you know who's been opposed to a lot of things that some of these senators who are speaking out on this saying uh positive things about it sp- speaking up on on behalf of it as well so it's 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 out of character i guess it's if nothing else it's a little pleasant to see that there's an idea that can still get get through with bipartisan support with a lot of people say i'm sure there's people that oppose certain things about this but there's a part of me that wondered if that is even possible in 2020-23. So. After that 43 did nothing vote, I have confirmed that they did not get together and sing Kumbaya. Uh, I would like to see that, though. I would It'd be a nice <laughs> gesture at the end of the session. Number three. Another controversial, in this case, set of uh, bills could be coming together in a single bill. That is the Let Them Grow and uh, the uh, Heartbeat Bill. At least a, an amendment was put forward by uh, Senator Ben Hansen We'll see where this one goes, but the debate on uh, abortion may not be over. Yeah, questions that are kind of remaining here, Mark, on this is, is um, does this run afoul of the requirement of a single subject in a bill? And that probably, that'll be discussed on the floor, but Mark, as we talked about earlier in the show, I think, bottom line, if that comes up, that's going to be resolved judicially after this goes into law. It'll be discussed, but... I don't know that people are going to be changing their votes on this issue because of that. I think that's probably pretty unlikely. The more immediate question is, do you have the votes that you didn't have for the heartbeat bill in this? And one in particular, in, in Senator Rippey, will, will he be there to do this? Have they already vetted this with him before they came out with it? Or is there, there are some questions about when the clock starts ticking for 12 weeks and this was different than what the bill senator rippy had suggested was it would start ticking earlier is that is that something that might make him less likely to support it or is that already been vetted and completely clear on this whole thing so now it's kind of down mark to to vote counting on on this whole thing um but and then whether or not the governor would sign it i presume he would but there's always that question is whether in pro-life senators or the governor himself are saying, wait, we wanted to have something that was more restrictive than this, essentially, and so I don't want to sign something that isn't all the way there at this point, and I want to keep going for that. I don't know if that's something that they would do, but I guess that's a possibility, too. Possibility. It would depend a little bit on what uh, the trading is for support is on other bills, would be my guess. Yep. Yeah. But these are pretty... Uh pretty serious bills and i don't think people are going to trade much to get off no. their side of the issue it, it would have it feels like it would have happened already right uh, if that if that were going to happen but nonetheless like i said though if it does pass if it does get the governor's signature get ready for the uh, the lawsuits after well, that. that it'll drop what within 24 hours yeah you'll have a loss probably aclu maybe maybe there are other plaintiffs who Plan, are, who are involved who might, there. yeah who might who might sue and i wouldn't be surprised if that ended up at the nebraska supreme court and as if you read the Examiner article now, it, it sounds like there's 
not a ton of not a ton of guidance on this for bills passed by the legislature as opposed to voter initiative bills like what happened with yep. the medical marijuana one for two subjects. Um, if it weren't for that, medical marijuana may be legal in Nebraska right now. It would have gotten to the the ballot a few years back. Number two, Husker baseball officially split with Creighton uh, Blue Jays yesterday. One was the uh, culmination of a suspended game. What six weeks or so? It was, uh, something it was like a that. few weeks back. Yeah. yeah. Disappointing that first one, though. I would still call it that. I would absolutely call it disappointing if you're going into the bottom of the seventh, so you know your your opponent is only guaranteed two more at bats, and you are starting out with one of your better hitters, your number three player on the team in terms of home runs, so he can hit the crap out of the ball. Bases loaded, no outs. Tie game. And you get one. Yeah. And I think you from, felt, once that happened, you felt like, oh no. It yeah. feels like you needed to get more there. And then uh, right away, Creighton goes and they string together two runs. And I was worried about the, then I guess the nightcap, the, the second part of the, the evening. I was a little worried about that because we haven't seen this team, if they come out flat, they kind of stay flat. If there's not fire from the get go, yeah. they don't all of a sudden start really heating up. But they did. Middle part of the second game, they put together five runs. That would have been just the difference that they needed. They get a 7-4 to four win. You feel good that you won your final non-conference game. You beat Creighton at Creighton. Now it turns to the conference last two weekends. Can you close out the regular season in a way that not only gets you into the Big Ten tournament, but sets you up for success on game one? Can't look past that. Just sets you up with a decent opponent that you've got a good chance against because if you win that first game, the rest of the tournament is so much easier than having to claw all the way back from a first game loss. Yeah, especially with the pitching depth. Yeah. That pitching depth, I'm still going to say, if Nebraska can, and this is just about any team too, so this isn't anything earth-shattering information-wise, but because of Nebraska's lack of pitching depth, if you go to the Big Ten tournament, you win your first round game, win your second round game, then you figure it out from there, everyone else is burning through their pitchers. Yeah. So at that point, you just hope your offense remains in that boom side of the boomer bust that they've been. Yeah. Yeah, because you know, it feels like that offense is possible that they can't do much, but it's also always possible they can put up double-digit runs, too. So Yeah. There's a chance that Nebraska gets to the Big Ten tournament and averages 13 runs a game. Yep. Yeah. And goes one and two. All right. Well, starting with this weekend, you can hear all of those games against Penn State right here on KLIN. Number one. 11 a.m. time today. Not only can you have lunch, but you can see the unveiling and the presentation of the Munch Madness framed bracket. Yes. Muchachos gets their second one. That uh, that they'll be able to put up in their Lincoln location, and we will be out there presenting it today. Uh, now, whoops. this this part is going to be a little bit funny because two years ago when we expanded to sixty four and we printed off the bracket, we went a little overboard with the size of that first bracket. Yeah. So so now it's kind of the standard, like the one we gave to Norms last year. Yeah. So it's a little bit smaller than that first one that that Muchachos has. But yes, they are getting their championship framed bracket. We'll present that to them at eleven. If you guys want to stop by, we're going to bring a bunch of folks from Broadcast House, present that to to Nick and the gang there at Muchachos, and congratulate them on two wins out of three years. Yep. Yep. And uh, we'll see. We'll see if they start clearing room for a third one for next year. Ooh, yeah. uh, 
while they're t- taking Do care of Do we call this, this a they, dynasty? They also have opened a new location in Omaha now. They have. So. They are officially open, so they are busy yeah. back and forth between uh, Lincoln and Omaha. Yep. So that'll be fun today. Uh, like uh, like Mark said, out there at 11 to present the Munch Madness Championship plaque. All right, that's it for your morning drive presented by Stonebridge Insurance and Wealth Management. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. When you- You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, 7.57 LNK Today with Jack and Friends on KLIN. If you haven't yet been to KLIN.com recently... Get there, read our read the stories that we've got, check out the podcast page, and right now, also, get yourself entered for a chance to win the May Day Payday Sweepstakes that is up at KLIN. Someone is going to win $5,000 cash, and it is as simple as getting yourself registered right at KLIN.com. It's all it is, is a sweepstakes for you to win. It's brought to you by Liberty First Credit Union, and you could be a big winner uh, this May with Mayday Payday at KLIN.com. What would you do with $5,000 right now this month? $5,000. Uh, get my get my sprinklers fixed. That would be the first the thing. Spring, sprinklers? Get my sprinklers fixed. Yeah. How is it that there is not... Of all the talk of my, my, my sprinkler issues, how is there not a sprinkler company that's come in and said, we want to make sure and... We want to work with you on this thing. That's that's amazing. I think what's what's going on is they are between wanting to do that and just enjoying the content of you complaining. Perhaps. About See, it. that's the thing. It would end. It would end that that whole storyline that's been going on for quite a few years. Also, uh, make sure and request your song for Mother's Day. It's a request line Friday, Mother's Day edition coming up on Friday, and so if you've got a song. That uh, makes you think of the mom or mother figure in your life, or a song that gives you a specific memory, or a song that mom just liked herself. Request that at the request line Friday text line, Rickstein Recognition text line, 402 479 1400. I'm going to be DJing on Friday and we're going to get through. We're going to have a lot of songs requested. So if you want to get yours in prime time when we've got more time, make sure and get that request in as soon as possible and get that dedication in there to mom as well. It's 8 o'clock on KLI and Lincoln. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, greetings. Welcome back. 
Wednesday morning, May 10th, 2023. We've got 61 degrees in the capital city. Uh, we can just be honest with it this time around. Not a real great chance of uh, of rain today. Probably, probably not going to be seeing it, even though we... Uh, you were all in on watching that radar yesterday. I just though. thought I thought it was gonna be I thought it was gonna be another one of those dramatic because a notch started forming <laughs> in the radar that was perfectly lined up. If you just extended it out east, it perfectly lined it up for a little fissure to happen within the system and pass on over on either side of Lincoln. Similar basically to what happened on Sunday night. That didn't quite happen, although we only got five hundredths of an inch, and right. so there wasn't much to it. But it looks like uh, if you're uh, if you're still pulling for the rain, looks like Thursday late afternoon evening is going to be the time for you. Now, I, I say this full well knowing. Keep in mind, disclaimer. I assume we all know this. The chances are uh, are forecast to be. Above 50% for rain between 1 o'clock in the afternoon tomorrow and 5 in the morning on Friday. That could mean six-tenths of an inch, uh, six-hundredths of an inch, excuse me. Six-tenths of an inch would be good. (laughs) It could mean six-hundredths of an inch during that entire time, okay? We're aware of that, but that's, right now, that's your best shot if you're uh, among the people who are hoping for, uh, for rain. Or, you know, if you're not, you want to go out to a baseball game or walk your dog or something like that, maybe you'll luck out after the whole thing. Even with that notch that was forming, the amount of green that went north to south and the size of that coming east just looked like it was like, okay, it's clearly going to go straight through town. And people can get, uh, and I know even even Dr. Dewey was, he, he talked about, didn't want to hear people talking about putting the shields up. And I'll reiterate this for the hundredth time. I don't believe severe weather or rain is impossible in the city of Lincoln. But you've got to at least admit. (laughs) You have got to at least admit that Lincoln has a proclivity that has been well established now. That when precipitation is happening in other parts of the state and looks like it is headed this way, whether it be via the forecast that's put out by the meteorologist or whether it's just looking at the track of a radar and seeing it moving in this direction, it has got a very high proclivity toward somehow, somehow completely missing Lincoln, but always getting places around Lincoln, most particularly south of Lincoln. Mm -hmm. Beatrice, all the way down to Thayer County, Hebron. Every time. It feels like so often it happens. And so call it if you if if the the link dome concerns you. I have never I have never said, nor will I ever say, that it is impossible to be hit by dangerous severe weather in Lincoln, because obviously it isn't. I've covered it multiple times, Caleb, in here in this studio and dangerous situation. So yes. Do not ever just assume that if it's if we're in a situation where there's potentially dangerous weather, don't assume that the dangerous weather isn't coming here. That said, all of that said, we got to be able to talk about what's happening with this rain, snow, storm situation and the frequency with which it happens in Lincoln. Okay? We've got to be able to talk openly about this. And there is a there's a difference between uh, an impenetrable. I don't believe in an impenetrable dome. I do believe in a dome that is activated at certain times. 
Okay. <laughs> there's a there's a big difference. And I know I I was growing up, there were there were people who said this was the one that I usually heard growing up. Was that it wasn't referred to as a dome at this point, but people people who are older than me would say, Well, you know, Lincoln's in a valley, so it's impossible to have tornadoes hit the city of Lincoln. That I do not believe. Okay, we and frankly, you've you've had them. We had in that what was it, twenty sixteen, twenty seven? I can't remember the year now, but about this time of year, it was the it was the year that everybody's roof got destroyed, uh, and there were tornadoes along Yankee Hill Road in Lincoln. I saw a video of them. I know they can exist. I know they can happen. I don't believe I don't believe that they are prohibited from happening here. Uh-huh. But man, there are a lot of time. When that precipitation just does not come through like it looks like it is going to. Mark, yes. That big storm was seven years ago yesterday. Was that when? Okay. I was trying to remember. So did I have the year right? So 2016? I did have the year right. 2016. Yep. It Did you up. put a new roof on after that? Uh, new roof, new garage doors, <laughs> new fascia, several new windows. Uh, it was right at thirty-five. Uh, Thirty-eight thousand dollars in damage. I still have video out my back, my my back porch when that was happening, and the hail combined with the just river of water that was rolling down my backyard was something. And and it, it, and for those who are here, remember this. And it was like the next that summer. Then it was the summer boom of roofers. Yeah, <laughs> like and I, and on into the fall. All on in, yeah, even even further the, into the fall because it took took process for some I, of the. people. I heard one estimate that seventy five percent of the roofs in Lincoln had to be replaced. Well, I remember dri- that summer, that summer of twenty sixteen. If you would drive by any hotel that was kind of on the in the suburban parts of Lincoln, for any for, for lack of a better term, and you looked in the parking lot, parking lot was. Seventy-five percent roofing trucks. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's all it was. It was yeah. it was everywhere. But that so that was seven years ago. Yesterday, yesterday. As a matter of fact, it popped up again on my Facebook because I took a second picture on the tenth, which was seven years ago today, and there was still a little uh, uh, drift of hail in my front yard up against the house. Second day. That was that was insane. And you know you how you always give me a hard time because you can recognize my car because is that big chunk out of the uh out of the brake light on the one side. Right. That was thanks to a giant hailstone from that very storm. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was something. Yeah, that was something. So it can definitely happen. And I do believe it should, and I do not want people not to be safe. But can we find a way at least to commiserate on a What Chaps Your Hide Wednesday about the ridiculous frequency that it seems... I mean, honestly, guys, I've posted radar video after radar video after radar video, (laughs) and it's uncanny the way that so often storm systems will... it's It's like I imagine what Moses saw at the Red Sea. It's like the Red Sea, but with storm systems, and it's ridiculous. They'll, it'll be one, and then you get to you get to about Seward, and then boop, there's a little gap. Boop, it'll start to separate, and it looks like Pac-Man, and then it looks like Pac-Man splitting in half and just moving around the city of Lincoln. That's- and sometimes it's great. Sometimes it's great because I've got a uh, my son had a baseball game I wanted to go watch, and it worked out. Sometimes, like now, I wish it would rain a lot. That's why I, I'm glad you brought up the, the valley part of it, because I'm curious 
geographically, we know when, when storms are coming, they'll be coming straight across the state, but then they'll start to go north a little bit, and they're clearly following the, the Platte River. And they go north, and obviously they're going to miss Lincoln. But those storms are big enough that they, they'll continue directly along I-80, and like you said, near Seward, near the uh, the Pawnee State Recreation Area, yeah. the, the lake there. There's a splitting point somewhere along yeah. there. So what is it geographically that's happening with these weather systems? I don't know. And I think that it, the dome in itself has to have a a scientific reason, right? That storms would miss this area more than they hit some areas, more than they hit Hebron, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, what is happening? Because if you're looking at Hebron, you're far enough away now from the Platte River that if a storm starts to... They're obviously coming up through Kansas a lot of times there, but sometimes they'll slide south off of the Platte River and just have severe weather start to hit. What is happening that's attracting to that area? Yes. Versus that whole border. Versus that whole di- Kansas- dispersing from here. How often do you hear it, the, the whole Kansas, that whole Kansas-Nebraska border... And it just, it, it consistent. I mean, it was that way yesterday, too. It was the exact same thing, that it was all down there. But when anything tried to develop up here, uh, or when things were moving this direction, it just didn't happen. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen. But except for a few, like, you get the, some of the green will hang around, at least the radar app that I have. But the green is what we saw Sunday night, and the green is what we saw yesterday. Right. The green is it being raining light enough that I was still out at the dog park with my dog, and it didn't really matter that yes. much. That's yes. what yesterday's <laughs> rain was. That's what, the, and it was nice because nobody was at the dog park because they were afraid of rain. But maybe I need to find a new way to talk about this. Maybe I need I need to find a new way to talk about this. But I will continue to say. Like I have said about the frequency of cars running into buildings in Lincoln, Nebraska, something unique is happening here. And maybe there's a way, guys, to harness it for good, right? Maybe when they build this new uh, this new youth sports facility with baseball and softball, they will say, hey, bring your tournament here, right? Bring your tournament here in May and June, when you're getting rained out in other parts of the country, it probably won't happen here because here is our here's this highlight video of all these storms that have somehow all of these rain showers that have somehow missed our city, and you're going to be able to play here in Lincoln, and you won't elsewhere. So when I when I was going to college near St. Louis, the the joke always was, and it it still goes on there that there's something in the arch, the uh, the the St. Louis arch. That is controlling the weather. <laughs> See, every city has their own and folklore. They, they, about they have this, their huh? own thing. So I'm curious: is there something that scientists put in the top of the Capitol building that, Ooh. like, like it, like there's some magnetism is that the going on? Line? Yeah, if there's some magnetism going on that is pushing out what we would call a dome. It's effectively a shield yeah, maybe that mostly a, causes everything to disperse and go around Lincoln. Maybe it's some sort of beam, some sort of tractor beam type situation, or, yeah, I don't the know. Shields that's, are up, that, is what it is, effectively. That's what it is. But they're not always up. No. It's only so, so why does it occur sometimes? Well, some Frequently, so, but sometimes, but not always. Sometimes the people in charge say, we got to let something through. Oh, so there's like a higher power? Uh, in there, your theory, there's that's... someone running this. <laughs> they didn't just put it up there and say, "Let's see what happens." Someone is up there flipping it on and off, changing how high the power is for it. 
And I will say, usually, usually it works for good. That's the other thing is you, I would say 75% of the time I feel like the Link Dome has done its job. I've been happy about it. Probably 25% of the time, and usually because it, it it's just, I had some reason that I wanted to be outside or I didn't want a foot of snow to shovel or mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. something like that. So I'm usually happy about it. But the last two times, I wouldn't say I have been so much. Although I wouldn't have been able to be out at the dog park yesterday had that not happened. So maybe I should be okay with it. I'm curious what your theories are. What? How can, how can we talk about this as citizens who realize that it is happening without ticking off all of the meteorologists? Because... Uh, I had Dr. Dewey reference it yesterday. We've got a longtime friendship. I don't want to put that in jeopardy. <laughs> R- R- Rusty was coming at me at social media yesterday. Did you see that? I did yesterday? See that. I didn't even say anything. <laughs> I didn't even, all I did, all I did was post a picture of the radar and then like a, a a gif of a guy eating popcorn, like watching, and he's like, You're trying to make you're trying to make make life terrible. You enjoy making life terrible for me on Twitter. And I was like, I was like, no, I just I just want to, I didn't even say anything. It's a very touch. It's a very touchy topic. And so I want to talk about it in a way where we can all coexist here in this community, in the weather community of Lincoln, Nebraska, both the amateurs that believe there is something happening and the professionals who want to cautious, caution us to still be vigilant about severe weather, which I agree with them on. Mm-hmm. I agree with them on. I just think there is some uh, there, there's there's someone behind the scenes controlling the technology the dome, with the sower. The dome moves in mysterious ways, and maybe it is the valley thing. I don't know. I don't think I believe that. I but think they were. And by the way, when they were updating the, they were doing the renovations on the top of the dome. They were doing a hardware a hardware update. <laughs> it was a firmware. It was a. It was. They were up there. They said we've got some technology that needs replaced. We've got some rusty wires. Right. We're going to go fix No this. pun intended. That's actually what they're doing. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Maybe maybe that is it. Are all these new skyscrapers downtown going to block the beam coming especially from the west now? I mean, that's the direction. Let's be honest. That's the direction those things are coming in. I think we got that's why two they're, more skyscrapers going in. That's why they're getting tax, tax increment financing. Yeah. They're, they're putting additional Wait. beams. Wait. Is this the discussion that hasn't been had about the new Haymarket high-rise? Is that the beams are being strengthened and everyone is complicit in it? Is that the problem? Or is it going to block the existing beams that Caleb claims exist on the top of the Capitol? I don't have the answer because it's just entering my mind right now, and I haven't been alerted to all the things that are happening. Uh, but we got a caller. We got Deb on the line. Let's see what Deb thinks about it all this morning. Deb, what do you got? Good morning. Um, okay, I grew up in this city, and my old grandmother used to say that there was, this used to be a Indian burial ground that had a blessing put on it. Yeah. So where it wouldn't get the, it would get the nourishing rain and stuff, but it wouldn't get the destruction. Interesting. There were stories. I mean, that kind of goes along with the valley story I heard. There was always some theory out there when we were growing up, right? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I don't know. There's got to be a way we can talk about that. In fact, that we can make something good of this because it does have the potential. Let's harness it for good. 
Let's get the let, let let's be uh, bargaining to other communities. Hey, you hate getting hammered in your community in the southeast United States by storms constantly. Well, a lot of times we don't, and even it looks like when we're going to Lincoln, Nebraska, the good life. Think about it. Think about it. All right, say twenty-five. It's LNK today with Jack and friends on KLIN. Get today's top news and sports directly to your inbox. He's been talking Huskers on the Nebraska airwaves for nearly three decades. It's old-timers day on the radio dial with former KLIN morning show sidekick, John Bishop. All right, welcome back. Ellen K. today with Jack and Friends on KLIN 836, May 10th, 2023. 62 degrees in the capital city. The ground's still glistening from that .05 inches of rain that we got yesterday. And we say hello to John Bishop. Good morning, John. How are you doing? Can't hear him. That's probably he, he mutes himself. Okay. No, I do not mute myself. He muted himself. Caleb. It he mutes muted, it no, for he muted me. Himself. Anytime you bring up the Zoom, it mutes it automatically. That's good. And you have so it doesn't catch it. you doing like clearing your throat. Well, I'm glad since this is the first week that, that making, Bishop's using Zoom, we can teach him how it works. Or making even worse noises than that. That's good. Listen, smartass. Just because your stupid Cardinals finally figured out how to win oh. games at the exact wrong time of the season doesn't mean you get to come on here and trash me like Jeez. this. No, I think what you're saying is the Cardinals have been bad against everyone except the Cubs. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's true, but that's how pure evil works. You know, that's how pure evil it, it, it waits until it finds the most wholesome, family-friendly, God-loving thing to destroy, and then it destroys it. Took your catcher, and we don't even know where to play him. Is he going to sit in the dugout? Is he going to play outfield? Maybe DH? We don't know. Definitely not catcher. This is another reason why the DH is stupid. He'd have been on the bench. John, I uh, so uh, where do you? I heard you say something on your show. I was just driving around listening, and it happens about once a week that I'm driving around listening, and I come up on your show, uh, something for some topic. Uh, usually, it's about um, you know, uh, critiquing my Twitter feed or my reaction during games. But this time, it was uh, critiquing my uh, discussion of the Link Dome, which we just discussed here oh, yeah. a little bit. It sounded to me, I I didn't think you were a denier, but it kind of sounded like you are uh which i was sad to hear yes i I am a denier that's sad and no it's not sad it because i'm just afraid that one day the dam's gonna burst and something terrible is going to happen and many people are going to be injured or worse because they've been convinced for all these years oh it's the link dome this isn't gonna happen oh look at that f5 coming down the pike oh it's gonna avoid us because of the link dome if they are thinking that they haven't been listening correctly they don't understand they need the problem is not that the dome exists it's that they haven't taken the time to be educated on what the link dome is the link dome does not prohibit or obviously it's rained in lincoln before correct i think we all can agree to that all of those things have happened yeah right but there is something happening and you've got to admit it there is something that is happening and has been happening for years in lincoln where certain storms have they're just you they cannot penetrate the city of lincoln it's not all of them 
but it happens at certain times. And we've got to be able to talk about it, John. If we can't talk about it, we're all going to go crazy here. Just just sort of wondering and, and being annoyed with the situation. It's happening. You have to admit it. Not every time. So then, then, then here's my question. Why didn't the Suzanne Geis campaign run on this message? It's a good question. It's and a say, good. You know what? It, 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 because there might, there might, because of what you pointed out, and, and you could probably go back and do, you know, historical radar sweeps over years, and you could have put together a nice, you know, Oh, four I, series YouTube package of I could, videos. I could showing showing all of this and saying why is Mayor Larry and Gaylor Baird <laughs> said building? <laughs> yeah, I, I I I'm I'm like confused about who's mayors now. But why has she built this invisible dome over our city? Yeah, and and you could probably trace if you if you do it just right, you could trace it back to. When the Democrats when the Dems, took over, when the, Johans left office, it mysteriously yes. mysteriously started happening. Because remember, Johans was in office during the '97 snowstorm. That's a Link good point. Didn't protect Lincoln that day, right? But then Colleen Seng gets here, and all of a sudden, or no, even before that, right? Don uh, Wesley, Ron, Don Wesley first, yeah, yeah. I, I don't so, know. Yeah, I think th- this this could have been a better, more plausible. <laughs> A lot of campaign to run on, then this is crime town. Everything's going to hell. Well, I don't know. I would have I would have at least considered it, but it's so controversial. I was so frustrated, Jack. So I got home. I I went for a walk Sunday and I could see the storms building and I'm like, oh, okay, interesting. I get home. I turn on, you know, Rusty Dawkins does his he does a, you know, he gets on YouTube it's occasionally when the storms are coming I love on. It. Even so though he's I had very it mad on. at me, I love it. Even though he's mad yeah, at I, me. Yeah, I had it on in the background while I was watching playoff hockey. And um, and I go upstairs for a moment to grab a drink or whatever. And, you know, the dogs were outside, so I let the dogs in. And I said, well, it looks like it's going to rain pretty soon. The wife, who she doesn't believe in Link Dome. She just believes that nothing ever happens in Lincoln. She's convinced. <laughs> she, she's got her, her Apple phone in front of her. And she says, well, my radar says it's not going to rain on us. And I'm, I'm literally been watching, you know, Rusty and I've been watching the storms just, just roll in. I said, no, no, it's, it's going to rain. So then when it doesn't rain, an hour later, she comes walking down the stairs and says, I don't know why you never believe me. And this happens more often than not. And it's annoying the crap out of me. Listen, she gets it. I appreciate that. She well, I don't gets even, it. She, I don't even, it's not even, to her, it's not even about Link Dome. It's whatever goofy app she has on her phone, because it must be like the future radar gizmo. Yeah, future radar. And her future radar never says it's going to rain. It's not going to rain. And then like 90% of the time she's right, and it drives me nuts. The, the future radar algorithms have now built it in. I just DM'd mm. you on Twitter. Look at this. I don't. I don't know if you saw this tweet yesterday, but someone posted their future radar from yesterday morning. It, it is uncanny what the algorithms have now built in to what the future radar expects around the city of Lincoln. You watch that video, and it's probably very similar to something that your wife was watching on Sunday afternoon into Sunday evening. And this is uh, this is what is happening. Listen, even the yeah. AI understands it, John. Even the AI in the baked into the weather apps gets it. God, but deniers all. like you, <laughs> deniers like you, are keeping this fiction going. It's sad. It's very. It's very sad. I, I'm just. I'm not gonna. 
I listen. I'm not going to buy it until someone comes up with the four part YouTube series. <laughs> I, I make probably, sure there's spooky music and make sure it's kind of like avant garde, you know, faux black and white. If there were a way on Twitter, I could search uh, clips of radar loops that I've posted or photo or screenshots of radar loops. That would be enough to fill this whole thing, this YouTube series that you're talking about. Well, because get, I've done get it to work. time and get time to work again. on. It's been a while since since you put together a YouTube series. It has. I haven't really since since you left <laughs> and, and the think studio. of all the editing. I mean, cool. the editing is now so much better these days. That's true. I, that would usually spend me like take me like three full days to do a four minute video that you and I put together. And now I could probably do that a lot. Can you imagine what our uh, Nebraska leaving the Big 12 video would have been like with AI? Oh, it could have been so much better. It would have been much better. Much better. But anyway, it's still a hit. Obviously still a hit. Oh, yeah. It's still there, and people still enjoy it. Hey, well, uh, the uh, underset, I thought I was giving Nebraska an over-under of uh, 1.5 runs to get out of the uh, bases-loaded, no-out situation, and they only got one. And once that happened, I kind of felt like I knew how that was going to go afterwards. Yeah, it was it, it was pretty huge. You know, the the double play really was the thing that 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 kind of made it, you know, hurt uh, yeah. if you're a Nebraska fan because, you know, that's Ed Service told me, you know, between games he said the double play in baseball is like a turnover in football or, you know, some some kind of a momentum changing play. And 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 there's some logic to that, right? Cuz you get two outs on one play. Or in the case of last night's game, you know, the Double play that really could have been called a triple play was a moment of yes. changers. Yes. So yeah, it, it was. It, I can't say I was totally surprised. In fact, I when I we did a poll question yesterday and I voted. I voted one run. We're going to get <laughs> one run, it. and it turned out to be right. I, I wish, also voted. I wish there would have been a. I wish there would have been a uh, an Iowa student athlete that could have placed a bet for me. <laughs> Let me. Here's a question: You'll probably be uh, you'll probably be well suited to to answer. Um, Nebraska's hopes rest on obviously getting into the Big Ten tournament and then being able to obviously make a run and and you know ideally somehow pull out pull out a championship there. They could be they could be not in it. I think they'll probably be in it. Could be a middle of the road seed. They probably could get up to a three or two seed even uh, if they have some success in these last two series. My question is: With how Nebraska is built. Obviously, a, a lack of quality starting pitching depth, a lot, a lack of pitching depth generally. But they also have the potential to just you know go off on a home run fest and and put up double digit runs. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't though. But gaudy batting statistical numbers. How do you think playing a tournament in TD Ameritrade, um, or not TD Ameritrade, Charles Schwab in, in that in that in that field where the wind seems to be blowing in a lot? How do you think that makes things better or worse for Nebraska if they get into that Big Ten tournament and have a chance at a run? Well, ask Bryce Matthews. He hit like a 430-foot bomb in the (laughs) wind last night. The wind patterns are kind of weird. You almost wonder if the swirling winds you know, maybe mitigated whatever might have knocked down last night because Creighton had a home run to the same area last night. Um Listen, you know, and and I've talked about this uh, a few times, you know, the, the the home runs across college baseball are up. It's not just Nebraska. It's it's in a lot of uh, places. And I, I think certainly it's not as homer friendly as Haymarket. But I still think that, especially with the warm weather, um, you know, the, the, the pitching depth 
being always taxed at that time of year that certainly I think it would actually benefit Nebraska the if they can if they can win early yep yeah. you know find ways to win early maybe lower scoring games and then you get into that late second into your third game your fourth game where your pitching is really starting to get thin and I think that's where it could really take over where you get the really big run so it's about it's about finding ways to win early, get yourself into the winner's bracket, and then that's when you can feast on, you know, the more midweek style pitching or, yeah. you know, just the, the later bullpen so, depth. And, and so, yeah, I, I think it, it's it's certainly possible. I, I would definitely give Nebraska a puncher's chance um, if, if you know, and, and I think they will. I agree with you. I think they will make the, the Big Ten tournament because Illinois would – I think Illinois would almost have to sweep Rutgers this weekend um, right. to, to put enough pressure on Nebraska. I don't see. And then they'd still be fine, I think, if they went 500 or they'd be tied. I, I agree. Uh, so I they're, agree. they're probably, yeah, they're they're probably in decent shape, but you never know with the way that Yeah, you're, you're right. And, and who knows how things are going to go. So, you know, and, and then it just depends on, you know, matchups and who you get because, you know, the old axiom in baseball is momentum is only as good as your next right. day starting pitcher. Well, so. Yeah, and 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 that's the other thing too is, and I'll say that I say this all the time when it comes to tournament baseball, whoever ends up going deepest in the tournament, unless they've got like rock star, you know, top of the you know um, pitching rotation studs who can give you seven eight innings every time out of just dominant baseball, you usually have to find that hero. You've got to find that 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 guy that you haven't. Um, leaned on very hard, who goes in there and just like gives you, you know, three good innings right. or gets you, you know, six outs that you weren't expecting. You right. know, the guys at the way you, there's always got to be that hero and whoever that ends up being, you know, for a team for Nebraska, I think that'll. That that will um, that will go a long yeah. way to help. They'll need somebody. They can only do. You only throw Shea Shannon in so many innings, but they're exactly. Tr- they're yeah, I mean, to, you, you only have so much of him, cow. and yeah. They they came back with him last night, which I was surprised with, uh, after as much as he had pitched on Sunday. But nonetheless, you know. But to your point, though, on that first game, you know, your most consistent starter, you do have Emmett Olson, who's been your most consistent starter, and you, hopefully you get him there. That you, I completely agree with you. You got to get a win in that first game if you make it, whomever it's against, and that really sets them up to where things could get interesting. Uh, but battling back, obviously, for the losers bracket will be even more difficult this time around. So. Um, are you following the uh, NFL schedule release here today? We're oh, getting little God, leaks is, throughout the morning. <laughs> this is like the most annoying. It's now turned from the most annoying 24, not most, but one of the more annoying 24-hour periods. Now it's a 48-hour period. It's <laughs> going to have leaks all day today and all day tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, What's going to be left by Thursday night to have a three-hour show about? Seriously, here's what they should do. I mean, if this is what they're going to do, just just make it a two and a half week long thing or, or, you know, carry it over the course of Monday through Friday for three and a half weeks and just do week by week Monday, you know, you know, like this, this past Monday, week one schedule. And then the next day, here's the week two schedule. They could probably squeeze two hours out of each of those and fill the time on NFL network. Yeah, that's a good point. That makes more sense than this is just random dropping all these games all morning long. And for those who haven't been following, they've 
put out the, the the maybe the most notable one for Nebraska fans is going to be that the the Black Friday game is going to be the uh, Jets and the, no I forgot it's the Jets, no, Jets and, and Dolphins Jets and Dolphins for at two Black o'clock Friday. in the afternoon which is interesting because you know that Nebraska Iowa game has it's kind of started to t- kick off in that one what, what was it last year wasn't it one thirty uh, I'm pretty sure it was one thirty. One thirty. It was dark by the end in Iowa. It feels like I remember, right? Well, yeah. it, it's now, always between like with, a two thirty and like a twelve thirty. Yeah. Anywhere between right. yeah. there. Yeah, the windows are a little different on Black Friday, but you know, so that would be theoretically what that game would go up against. They'll remember there's going to be two Big Ten games that day, so there is the chance that Nebraska Iowa could be later. Ooh, like closer yeah. to prime it, could be a, it was yeah. three o'clock last year. Yeah, okay, it okay, was. I was going to say it was dark in the second half of that game, as I recall. But yeah, the prime I, time I was w- on an airplane, so I missed it. <laughs> the prime time window is op- is potentially open for that. I mean, that could be a night game. Uh, it could at this point, and that'll be an interesting weather situation. I, 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 I just, I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed. I, I know there are a lot of people like give me more football, but man, I look, I like the fact that Black Friday's always been a college football day, yeah. and and this is gonna, and because Aaron Rodgers is with the Jets, and you know that's gonna suck a lot of oxygen out the room that day. Yeah. Uh, they are playing, and did you see this? They're doing what three games in London and two in Germany, including the Jaguars doing back to back games in London at some point. Uh, the, the NFL is re- like, is the NFL re- making real headway? Do you think in Europe? Like, do we hear they keep going back and continue to do this? I wonder what the sort of what the the result of that has been in terms of trying to establish a market there. Well, I mean, if you look at the crowds, the crowds are always full. I mean, it, it's it's a big event. I think if I'm the NFL, though, I, I proceed carefully on this because you know you can oversaturate a market. I still, I still, you know, would protest a a London or a you know Berlin team. It seems like they're going that, that way, though. It, they they have, but now with the seventeenth game and the fact it. I think personally for the NFL, it's better when you can mix it up, right? I mean, basically they're starting to get enough games or almost enough games now where it is like they have, because if they had an actual NFL franchise, they would play like every other NFL franchise, you know, eight or nine, depending on the season, home games a year. Yeah. So, I, I and you're getting almost to that number, but you're getting a variety of different teams rotating through. So I, I mean, I think I think this is probably your best plan moving forward. That way, everyone gets to go over, and it's not as disruptive if it was just one team, and 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 then you've got you know the scheduling conflicts that come with that. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they can do you know because you think of other sports that are largely based in other countries like uh, Premier League soccer in England, and just how much that's infiltrated American TV now. And part of the regular sport in Sports Center and all those things, F1 racing, which I know happens in the United States at times, but is really kind of an international sport. Like those have had real success in just the last few years. And whether or not the NFL, if that model will work for the NFL or if that's significantly different for them. I wouldn't, one day we will probably see it where, whether it's the NFL or it could be all of the major sports, NBA, where they have, you know, an American league and then a European league. Mm. Yeah, you know where you have, and then the champions meet at the end, kind of, you know, similar to the old NFL and the AFL, hmm, except one league's based in the United States and the other one's, you know, based in 
Europe or wherever. Yeah. Wouldn't surprise me. Well, we'll see if by Thursday night they have any games left to announce here at this point. <laughs> that would be funny if would literally you? everything was out and then Thursday I mean, night we have one random, you know, oh, Thursday night, week 16, we forgot about that one. Uh, Raiders, Chargers, okay, we're done. <laughs> that's, that's all that's left. The, <laughs> and the funny thing is we already know what the matchups are. It's just when they happen. That's the right. other thing. It's, and where they are. That's funny. That, that's too. how the that's how the NFL gets us, but, man. Listen, that's that's what happens when you're as dominant as the NFL is right now, yep. and you make it a 12 month calendar of content. And other sports don't do a good job of doing that. They do. All right, that is true. good to talk to you, John. Uh, have a good show today, and we'll catch up again next week. All right. All right, burst the dome. There you go, John Bishop. <laughs> 1620 The Zone, sister station, host of Unsportsmanlike Conduct. 856 to take a break. Tell you about what's happening tomorrow after this on KLIN. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, that is it for the show. But tomorrow, it's a ticket extravaganza tomorrow. So we've got Nebraska baseball tickets. I think just one pair for the Penn State series. And it is for the Sunday game, the so senior Sunday day. Sunday game for senior day, and a weather looks good for Sunday. So, uh, actually, it looks good for all the games this weekend. So, we've got that, but we also have like multiple tickets to see Chicago Friday night. We have five pairs of tickets to see Chicago I, on Friday. We may need Pinewood to make, uh, uh, may need to adjust the regular Ticket Thursday games to get us something that can give us more multiple winners here. So, uh, I'll. I'll take that. Current events quiz, you only got to get two, and we'll give you five timeouts. <laughs> we just won't have the time to actually play it then. We will figure it out, but you have a great chance, if you really want to, to get those tickets to Chicago on Friday night. So be listening for that at 710 Plus Girl Lincoln and Greg Sharp. See you then, 9 o'clock, KLI and Lincoln.